0: everyone and welcome back to it's good to talk podcast. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, sexuality in society or sexuality and society depends on which you've clicked on which one i picked. So um i've got with me today Andrew Pierce. Um Andrew is um, open reach officer uh, for LGBT at um, his university, as well as that, also member of the LGBT, LGBT society and in general a member of the LGBT community, um, and also is studying. As just been reminded, psychology and sociology, which is pretty much those two things, go perfectly if you want to talk about sexuality and society. So a perfect choice. Um, so how are you doing, Andrew? Yeah,
1: doing pretty well. Um, Turn the light on because by the time we're finished with this, it'll be
2: dark. <laughs>
0: Yes, this could, well, I mean, this could go on for, uh, as with most of my podcasts it could go on for a while. Um, with this, I would I would say that um, most of my podcasts, I have opinions generally. This one, I feel that I know the least. Um, I will have my opinions on things, but I think you may find yourself um, talking to yourself a lot here because I, I <laughs> at least for your journey rather than anybody else's, I think I'm going to definitely be on the kind of, I didn't know that and, and I actually quite helpful I, I, I hope for the, those that are listening because I'm going to assume and again something you should never do but I'm going to do it anyway that most people listening probably come into that camp of they don't actually know that that's a thing or that that's an issue or that this is that it's a lot of people come from ignorance and just to point out to anyone listening ignorance doesn't mean It's bad. Ignorance basically is, there's ignorance and then there's willful ignorance. You can be ignorant of anything if you've never been taught it or never come across it or never been educated into it. It's if you then ignore it continually when you do know it, that's when you're being an arsehole and you're being willfully ignorant. But we can all be ignorant and learn. And that is definitely, I think, where I'm going to be for this. So there we go. So. As I said, uh, we're talking about sexuality and society. Now, obviously, I know your partner um, quite well. I knew them before um, you, before I met you, about a year before we we were on um, school council together. um, And uh, we had chats and, um, you know, the idea that you had not been as open in terms of your sexuality as your partner or had not discovered potentially your sexuality um, as well as your partner by that time and i'm just wondering in that case how did you how how did it kind of hit for you was it the case that you just went actually this is this is who i am now and it was just okay or was it kind of this is who i am and oh shit, now this is what i've got to put up with like h- how did it feel for you um i mean i've known um
1: i've known like LGBT people's pretty much since I am from like year ten onwards. Hmm. Um, like generally, I've always been of the like I've been raised in different cultures. I've been to Hong Kong, Japan, Australia. Um, so I've experienced different walks of life. Um, and I think one thing that, one thing that helped that. Well, sorry, one thing that that helped. Is having a sense of acceptance of the way people do things. Like obviously people are different. There are um, things that you might not understand, but it's like as as long as like as long as it's not harming anyone, as long as it's all consensual, then it's perfectly valid,
2: mm.
1: whatever it is. Like I think I started out with that attitude, like when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so made things quite a bit easier um didn't however make school much easier um like I wasn't really I don't think I I'll be honest I don't think I considered it at the time when I was at school Mm. but um like coming from a more like community-based school like I was in Australia to an all-boys comprehensive school in which I had one friend in year eight two friends in year nine, and then that doubled to four friends in year 10. (laughs) It did go up a bit more since then after I met some of the anime nerds, Um, but it was very much a school was a constant. I was a good student, but I wasn't a very well liked student, nor was I a very like, very like um, social student, I guess. Like, um, I think my formative years, especially from, like, year eight, so, like, year 12 or so, uh, age 12, even 13, uh, up till just about college time, uh, most of my interactions with guys were them taking the mic, mm-hmm. them trying to, like, swing for me or something, or just generally being a bunch of dicks yeah like I had one or two friends um I wasn't very confident in terms of like talking to people uh I mean, I am like on the autistic spectrum uh for lack of a better phrase at this point um so like social interaction um all those kind of aspects um didn't really come naturally um karate helped with, helped a lot with that in that I was interacting with new people I was interacting with people of different ages and even if these people were like 30, 40 years older than me, they had more respect for me than the people I went to school with so I think in general it shaped a kind of my relationship with guys uh like cis males um in this sen- in this sense is it's it's hard to break away from a competitive one mm. in the the males that i had a good relationship with were usually people i was exchanging blows with oh.
2: um
1: so it was very much like um like i don't i even now i don't fit in with traditional masculine culture mm. um so generally my experience when it comes to getting on with guys is either but there's some kind of competitive element like they're a martial artist or like they're a really good student and I'm like okay let's have a little competition there yeah um so I guess like letting down my either letting down my guard or seeing them as kind of attractive people rather than people I was competing with mm. um I mean that's something that still sticks like there are lots of there are lots of guys that i've met who like some of them i find quite attractive but at the same time it's like you're attractive but also i really want to compete with you (laughs) because like one of my one of my mate um like close friends from college um funny enough was the one who taught me how to like interact socially, how to like mask for a better phrase, Mm. um like improve my confidence there, um like we were really close, um we got on exceptionally well, um he's had his issues and obviously like I was there for three god knows how much, but we were always very much uh We've got something like sword fighting, chess, martial arts, um, some kind of philosophical or psychological argument. We're going to compete with each other in every setting. Yeah. Like I found very few things in which we either take it easy or either are not taking it really seriously. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. So... Um. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah, I was going to say. So you're you're kind of. So for you, was it because you were kind of outside of a societal norm of some kind? Yeah. Did that make the whole, the the realisation and the kind of that step up to kind of going, okay, they're attractive and then this, and did it make it easier for you, do you think? Um, Or was it kind of actually... I wish I could just talk to people because I mean I have I have um, similar similar issues. I, I get on with girls a lot easier because guys because of my size and because I I again I'm on the spectrum. Um, I I you know I bit get competitive because of martial arts and everything mm-hmm. like that. So um, you you just do that. It just becomes a thing, and so um, you you end up on the on the on the fringes. So people misunderstand what you mean a lot of the time to anyone out there that's taking me on space face value thank you and fuck off um but uh, you know that's that's the thing I, I will say in terms of the, you know this is a mental health podcast but we will of course swear because um if there's passion about a subject and it's your mental health having someone on the internet telling you no that's bad language is nonsensical and I think you should all tell your counselors and your therapists that as well because they need to learn about society back on track um so did that help did was that kind of that um a dissociative kind of form that had been created around you help you I don't want to use the, tra- the word transition but help you d- discover yourself or was it actually more hindering and it wasn't until later there was something else it was
1: definitely the second one it was definitely more of a um, hindrance because it's hard to form close emotional attachments um to like guys especially that I was at school with Mm. when most of them either didn't like me or were actively trying to antagonize me yeah um I think when I got to college it was different in that I met people who were a lot more respectful a lot more um like they just I guess just more like more like emotionally mature as well like honestly as i said on um one of your other podcasts like if i met some of the people that i went to school with they're probably still acting the same bloody age as they were when i last saw them (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. um but i think um also like um when i when i started like going out to clubs like going out and meeting people Mm -hmm. um that was something where I guess it was more of a kind of uh, passive kind of thing. Like, um, I, didn't, I didn't consider serious relationships with guys when I was back in college. Um, but Night Out Coyotes, which is a local gay bar in um, Chatham, if anyone knows it, um, and me and my mate be having competitions to how many guys we can get off with, because <laughs> it was fun. Yes, it was a competition, which yeah. is probably half a problem. But it was also like, these people are hot. Uh, as long as they're not putting too much, like... I mean, generally, that's just the same with kissing anyone, I
2: guess.
0: Yeah, I think that you probably have, you probably find people have had... That. In fact, I can think of people who have had that competition. They're just going to go, yeah, we just want to see how many how many phone numbers is usually the thing, isn't it, of, of trying to do it that way. So, I mean, yeah. you could have it... So, when you got to college, it became a lot easier. So, was there... Because... I and mean, this is just me was... not keeping up potentially, but we seem to have skipped from not really getting on, but having a good friend, to getting off as many guys as you could. Now, was there a turning <laughs> point for you where you just went, oh, shit, this is me? Um, like, was there was there a point at which you just went, okay, this is something I need to understand? Or did that, was that always kind of pushed back even when you were getting off with guys in a gay bar as a kind of well, this is just competition like was was there any kind of realization at any point
1: um i mean there were like one or two people um that i interacted with through um college and then after who was like these are these are like quite attractive people mm. um like this one guy who's very good friend of mine, love him to bits, guy called Mikey, Uh, I first met him at a Battle of Bands in uh, the Eagle Tavern in Rochester, (laughs) Um, and you've got this short guy with like emo kind of like um, My Chemical Romance hair, um, wearing leather trousers, and he can sing right from a kind of trumpet impersonation to this is kate bush in front of you (laughs) right um and first time i met him uh we went out drinking after um like went back to the um station about five hours later and it was like i don't know if i am attracted to him um like i didn't consider myself to be at the time or if i did i don't remember it um and it was like this is one of the few people that I've had an interesting night with. Like, he's a really good friend. He's like, there's not been some sort of competition here. It's just been, there's a level playing field. And, like, honestly, a guy who can sing the kind of notes he can, the kind of range, like, that's just beautiful to listen to, honestly.
0: those guys in bands. Always guys in bands that get the... <laughs>
1: Pretty much, yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think, um, like, I knew a fair few, like, uh, LGBT people at the time, because, like, when I was hanging around in Chatham, um, like, a lot of the friends I was with, um, like, there were a few people who were, like, pretty much every letter of the uh, LGBT alphabet. Mm. Um, And obviously, it was something that, like, I very much took as a normal thing. Um and also, by God, sometimes the way the like people are treated, it's like just because of who they like to like fuck or who they like to like or how they see how they identify and how they see themselves, like mm. what's what really is the reason for all this kind of antagonism?
0: Who the fuck cares is is my kind of general that's generally I and I know that probably that that either sounds really good or really bad, but depending on who's listening to it. Because I genuinely just don't I don't understand. I've never understood why we should give a shit who you're going to bed with or who you love or you know, they're, like there it's a consenting adult, then cool. Like it's it, It's weird like we seem to have um a lot where people are far more likely to accept hugh hefner when he was in his 80s getting off with a 20 year old than we would be in 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 terms of america's culture anyway than we would of having a um a gay president for instance and they're going why what the fuck like what
1: yeah i mean one thing i'm one thing i'm finding like, quite unpleasant these days, I guess, is the the new £50 note has Alan Turing on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He essentially, regard, I mean, regardless of opinions on wars at this point, because that's a totally separate yeah. issue, he saved millions of lives by cracking the codes, um, did it years earlier, and, like, obviously ended the war a lot quicker. What happened? Fucking locked him up. Like this guy saved millions of lives. That, he saved Exactly, yeah. yeah. Chemical And obviously, like and obviously they've put him on a pat they've put him on a note now when it was only 20 years ago that section twenty-eight was a thing, that uh Margaret Thatcher was up there saying, Oh, people think they have an inalienable right to be gay. It's like, Of course they do. They have that right. Yeah. Like that's not something that's like threatening to kids or something.
0: No. It's...
1: And it's like it's not like the uh it's not like the environment has even gotten really that much better for LGBT youth or LGBT people in general, for them to put a gay man who saved millions of lives on a note. Like I honestly don't think that Britain as a country or like England as a country has done enough to deserve to recognize that person for what he did.
0: Yeah, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know about Alan Turing, so basically he, he, he invented effectively what we would think of as the computer in the modern age. Um, at least he was part of a team that did so. He was the main thing behind it. Um, if you've watched the film, no, he didn't do the, um, what, they, uh, what happened in the film, the film is not true. pisses me off in bits because he didn't make those decisions anyway um the one thing that was true in that um in that film is that his punishment basically so he didn't go to prison in the end although so he wasn't even harsher things was they chemically castrated him Mm. um which not only destroyed his body also destroyed his mind that is something is very much true from the film that destroyed his mind he wasn't the same person um and uh, from what we understand, although it was never actually confirmed by the coroner, i don't think um he committed suicide because they'd taken away him. This is a person who was was the reason that we could understand um messages from a, a, an enemy power to save lives um and it's it, it, it it's remarkable to me that our response was oh you've done all this you've saved millions fantastic well done you've done so well oh you're gay that's it you're you're done for and it's just it's utterly ridiculous um and you're quite right I mean we we seem to pat ourselves on the back because we've done oh he's on the 50 pound note now and most people don't know who he is for a start we do you know it wasn't until um Gordon Brown that we actually apologized for, for for causing his death um, you know, Gordon Brown was the, the early 2000s. This is ridiculous. It's, hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just not an acceptable um, thing with, uh, with with how we treat a lot of things. And I, I think you're right. I mean, there has been, I think a general um, movement in society in terms of our general viewpoint overall of how we think about LGBT society. But I think you're right in terms of the upper echelon That 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 viewpoint hasn't changed that much. Um, Hmm. I can think of one gay member of the House of Commons. And that, and I don't even know, I think they're a lord now. And I can't actually think of anyone else. Sorry, openly gay member of the House of Commons. Because for those of us that have been in politics, there are many other people who do not feel comfortable releasing their sexuality um it is not for me or to anybody else to release that is their information but the fact that they are in a society that they feel isn't safe for them to be able to say that i think that's very damaging that they don't feel because they shouldn't have to hide it they're clearly you know they're able to do their jobs they've been elected to do it but they don't want to they don't want to reveal who they who they really are you know it's 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 horrible um you know in when i was the most involved in politics which was what Fifteen years ago, there were two members of the House of Commons who were openly gay, and one of them still didn't really push the fact that they were openly gay. Or when I say pushed, they didn't; they avoided the questions. Um, but the only person that's ever really open about it was David Davis. He was just like, "Yeah, okay, I'm fine," because he was the he was always the he was always the ones that the Tories could pull out of the hat. Well, look, he's gay and he's from a council estate, so we're not that bad. Well, fuck off. Like that—that that was that was always he was always the, the, the rabbit in the hat to kind of go look we're not that bad he's there um, and mm. that's not just, that's not even to have a go at the Tories altogether because of course the, for all the shit that they have done they also did give legalized gay marriage and there were things they have done but it's just the fact that that was that was a used by any political party that was mm. the bullshit there um, and it is it is horrific to think that now did you were you ever worried because obviously we talked about you know these people were worried about saying who they were and Alan Turing again the same thing he kept a little bit behind um closed doors until he was I don't want to use the word caught but you know um was there ever a time when you thought okay this is who I am now and I've kind of discovered it dalliances in college show my age there dalliances um but you know there, there's been things that have happened but I don't think I can really tell anybody like i can go to this bar because i'm okay here i'm safe here but i don't know if other people can know i mean was that ever a fear for you at all or um i mean i don't think i think until i
1: until i like moved out of medway it wasn't i mean honestly like this what this talking like maybe seven years ago at this point Mm. um probably even longer it wasn't until i left medway that i'd um like considered it as um, like something that I could come out with Um, like I think obviously I it wasn't something that I'd strongly it wasn't something I'd really considered Um, it was something in which like there were people who were close by and it was like you're attractive to me Um, and it was like but i think part of it was the um part of it is obviously a privilege side is that like i'm a cis white guy who um if people don't ask or if i'm not direct with them they just assume oh okay you're not gay you know
0: yeah yeah it's is that there's there's an assumption from it i mean it's it's yeah i suppose that the other side of that is that we assume pronouns and i I think I remembered your pronouns correctly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's also something. It's 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 part of. I, I think it, because in my head, flippantly, I still do it, and I know better. And I think a lot of people do. I think this is where it, it becomes an issue: is when, because LGBT society itself kind of made jokes of itself in certain parts of of in in time, the nineties especially, that. It almost seemed like that was okay, and I think that's what a lot of people are fighting against as well in terms of pronouns, for instance, because you'll often hear from older generations of just going, Would just call me anything and I can see I can hear myself probably having made that comment at some point, but that's incredibly flippant, and actually no no, no there's 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 a fucking purpose behind the pronouns there's actually mm. there's, a, there's a respect there's there's actually there's you know it's not just call me whatever you want. You know there's, there's a reason you know if if you know these people if they're very much the kind of if we get the fucking super straight idiots and yes fucking come at me if you're one of those <laughs> sedative, um, like you get those kind of people if we misgendered them they'd lose their minds but of course we still have this idea in our head that well it's anything and i think that's that can be quite damaging or you know it's
2: yeah
1: i mean to look at um to look at obviously um judith butler's um ideas of uh, gender performativity mm. is that in a sense um it is something which in some sense is seen as a seen as a construct um and i will clarify this quickly is that just because something is a social construct or something is created based on like the input of society or the interaction of society doesn't mean it's not real. Like, people can say that um, nature is a social construct, like what we consider nature. Like the Yeah. But it doesn't make either of those things less real or less appreciated. And also, like, when people talk about, um, like, they, them as a singular neutral pronoun, it's been in use since i believe Chaucer back in the yeah. 1300s it's been around um, ages yeah yeah so people saying that it's not a singular pronoun is just because they've not they've either not been taught properly or they've just never to, they've never considered using it in that context <laughs> but that's total bollocks they do like you are someone of like you have no idea the gender of someone who say left their luggage on the train mm. like like would the person would the person with the red suitcase please come and pick up their luggage mm. like it's of, it's used so much in terms of ambiguity um, in terms of we don't know, but honestly it seems like people have a trouble remembering that that's still a thing like. Yeah. If someone if someone is in the case in which they don't like they don't know their gender or they don't consider gender to be an impo- be a kind of like something they can define, then if you're using an ambiguous term for it, that's exactly the point. If they don't know, how the fuck are you meant to know?
0: You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean it's it's yeah the they them thing never made sense to me because i i've used that for as a as a as a as a neutral pronoun for since i was a kid like in, and i was a kid in the 90s like i say at the time period when people were making jokes about themselves and everything like that was just they're okay they, they like it's weird because obviously i say about the the flipping comment about i'll oh, call me whatever you want but whenever i talked about somebody else it wasn't automatic to say they are them before that was thought of, or at least before that was mainstream thought of as being something you use a singular pronoun. But I mean, we know it's used. So um, in France, if you want somebody to get up, you could say left toi to play, which is the singular, the singular kind of impolite or levez-vous civil play and levez-vous civil play can be for an entire audience or it's a polite way of speaking to one person. It's the same. It's it's either multiple or singular it can be used in both contexts it's just whether you're being polite or whether you're talking to a larger audience um, so I mean, I found, and i mean i found French are that... very specific about the language like the hmm. french have a fucking board, like i have a committee they hate changing their language so the fact hmm. that the french can be accepting of that kind of use of language although they could be arguably said to be more um sexually um re- relaxed i don't know what the term would be but more open in terms of how they see gender but hmm. still they've been fine with it since the in- inception of the, the modern French language so <laughs> yeah I mean like
1: I always find um pronouns ridiculously easy to describe to uh people who've learned a foreign language like German or French, Italian, Spanish um admittedly German's the only one I really know because that's what I did at school Right. Um, like, get a European who knows even basic German. Try and describe what pronouns are. They're like, I'm not sure, and you're like, "Der, die, or das." Mm-hmm. Like, you've got, like, the male, female, and neutral. Like, you know that neutral one? Same meaning, <laughs> exactly the same meaning. In this language, they like, "Oh, okay, sure," and that's it. Like. Yeah generally not even including the fact that places like um, Sweden and Denmark are ridiculously open in terms of their sexuality as well like you watch a Nordic drama and you got people on there like talking to their colleagues about the sex they had last night and that is (laughs) a perfectly normal thing in their society
0: yeah yeah it's but we we seem to I think we've become far more repressed in how we address sexuality and sex in this country than we were decades ago, because I, people like to think that the Victorian England was very repressed and everything like that. It wasn't. It really fucking wasn't. That's an American narrative. The Americans were the uptight ones. We really weren't. I mean, look at Queen Victoria. Um <coughs> we were very open and you know there were openly there were there were brothels that were just accepted and there were you know they they weren't treated nice but it wasn't exactly you didn't you didn't really have a go at them you know it wasn't there wasn't a thing we still actually looked for murderers of you know we never found them but murderers of prostitutes you know there was there was still there was a lot of more openness whereas as the years have gone on we seem to have switched it somehow and become far more repressed about how we talk about things how we express things um and so now when somebody comes out which i really fucking hate as well i really hate i had this discussion with someone a while ago uh a few years ago actually because they they were worried because they had to come out to a university committee and they were worried about coming out to them because the rest of them were quite um, religious and i said why do you have to because I've never understood this. And maybe you have completely different views um, because of of yourself, but I've never understood. Did your mum and dad come out to you as straight? No. So why the fuck have you got to come out to them as gay or bi or pan or? Why what the fuck does it matter? Like I don't understand the 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 explanation of who you're sleeping with should be whoever you brought home as your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. You know that should be the explanation. Oh, you brought them home. Okay, fine. Like why have I got to? Why has somebody got to come out to you as being a certain sexuality? That's never. I've never understood that. But that's now become a thing. Whereas before you. I mean you just think of it and it would just be oh well they liked guys. I mean the first um the first kind of recorded trans person was a french aristocrat and the great thing I love about this possibly. is okay, possibly okay possibly well
1: actually the, f- the earliest it, it is debatable because okay. it does go this far back but it is um theorized that one of the um I believe it was one of the um, Greek emperors oh, was right, trans. Right.
0: Yeah, um, so... like that far back. <laughs> that like, I mean that the the Greeks have always been very open as well. So that and that's yeah. Great. I
1: mean the Greeks had seven types of love at least. Yeah. Yes. Um, like that's that's something I've. I think that's something I've always enjoyed about, and it's something that made like, um, like obviously. Um being what it being like whatever, and people being whatever mm. um is you just look at these people who have come up with the like most long standing philosophical like sub points of reality mm. um and while they were doing this, they were just fucking whoever they wanted to mm. like they were expressing themselves however they wanted to um they weren't like i'm a man i'm going to marry this woman and then have her serve me for the entirety of my life um like that's another thing i find really annoying is that like i guess i guess obviously like the idea of like um like monogamy like getting married getting um like having children sure that does happen but for the people who don't subscribe to that or the people who feel like they've been pressured into it like it's not the only way to live
0: yeah you yeah. yeah I mean it's, it's like like I said it should just be down to that person I mean so I remember when my um so I have two gay sisters um one of them never came out to me because we we, we barely talk but we just they're gay okay fine the other one came out to me and I found it weird because I think because I was like I say I'm a, I'm a millennial but I think millennials in my mind millennials is where we started to get get more kind of eh, like it, it doesn't matter to us um, in my mind that but then that's just because that's my generation I'm ascribing to it but um, so when my sister came out to me um, I just went oh, okay fine that was it, we were at a boot hmm. sale. I remember her doing it, we were at a boot sale, she just went, oh, by the way, I'm gay. Okay, I'll go and buy some stuff now. And I, go, I and that's, like, I, I don't care. Like, I, I know that's, a, and I can never tell when I talk to people about this, as to whether that's good or bad or neither. It's just like, because I don't, like, I don't- I think being
1: able cares. to, like, being able to tell people and for them to just accept that face value, is an ideal, like, you walk up to someone you've known for years, um, I mean, theoretically, they should already know, like, you would have been able to tell them when you first met them, Mm. like, that was one big thing that changed back in, like, 2014, when I moved out of Medway, um, went up to South Yorkshire to be an activity instructor, I was just like, I find a lot of people hot, like, and that was that, like because I had no connection to any of these people, it was like, "Yep, yeah, this is it." And they're like, "Great, now it's your turn on the your turn to put the fencing kits it's, away."
0: It's so actually, saying Yorkshire is an interesting one because my dad's from Yorkshire and my mom's from the south. So, um, when my sister came out, she came out to um, my my mother as well, which she was quite worried about because my mother is quite religious. Um, it's all fine but it was that was a worrying thing um and uh, one of my nieces is also non-binary which I did love the um I can't remember who it was but someone in my family blessed them didn't quite get it because they their response genuinely was that's okay you'll always be my whatever but with the female pronoun I'm like yeah I know you're trying to be loving there but oh dear um but you know I don't care it's just a Fuck it. she's still got a weird. Uh, they have still got a weird middle name, um, because they are named after um a Babylon Five five um character. So my sister's weird for that for, for naming their uh, their child that. That is all that I that is all I can remember about them. I don't care if they're non-binary or or if they're scrubbed to one or the other. The only the only thing that I care about is the fact that their middle name is the name of a Babylon Five character. That means more to me as to their sexuality, like. That in my mind, that's how that works. Of like, I <laughs> like the fact that their middle name is Natoth, that's fucking weird. <laughs> the fact that they're non-binary is not weird. Like, you get what I mean? It's yeah. Um, but the fact that you said about North my dad's from Yorkshire, and um I found I find it really weird. So when I whenever I've come across um, because I've I've been at university now kind of continuously for a while. Um, and so I know I've known a lot of people, I've known a lot of people that have come out, I've known a lot of friends. Um that are LGBT and everything like that and I found it that and even in the media I find this as well Um, and I don't know if it's entirely true it may just be my eyes but it always seems that those from say the north and Yorkshire Lancashire you know them, them lot they always seem to be far more accepting and just be like okay fine than the people in the south which is backwards to me because I think we assume it's the other way around because we see we think of the south as being very metropolitan very kind of you know open very multicultural and everything like that but it does seem to be the other way around i don't know if you've ever found i
1: mean that's i think that's attributed to london in general like sections of london i Pest, guess possibly yeah like i mean let's slightly deviate um yeah. here talk obviously the uh 2019 election mm. like most london was a fairly red area um canterbury was the only other one um and it was a bunch of blues. And obviously you've got a Prime Minister who was voted in who has literally um like said stuff like Muslim women look like letterboxes, or um like um I can't remember exactly what he said about gay people either. Um but it's the kind of thing where it's in the re- it's in the public record, um and this guy kind of represents a certain like way of thinking, and the fact that was so overwhelmingly taken down here is probably almost a sign in itself. Um, but I mean, getting back to Yorkshire, like I find like when I was going around Yorkshire, like they were some of the loveliest people you'd meet. Like you walk onto walk into like a shop or something, like oh, what's up, duck? <laughs> Oh, that's very, um, that's my,
0: Midlands. That is duck. very love,
1: bad Yorkshire. Love is, <laughs> yeah. It's love in Yorkshire. It's
0: love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, my very bad attempt at an accent. Um, but they are very like, very like supportive people. Hmm. Um, which honestly was great because like there were people that I worked with, um, and it was like, you're a, you're basically a like a scottish jack sparrow cosplayer <laughs> you're wonderful and really attractive and it was like because we'd never had that interact we'd never like met before then like i came into a new environment in which people kind of come and go all the time uh, as an activity instructor mm. it was like i've never really had to come out as anything to anyone mm. um which obviously is something that kind of from the privilege I have is something I've been able to do. Like some people assume, assume things and like, I'm in a shop. I'm not going to see them again. It's no point trying to correct them. Mm. Or if I say it at work, it's like, okay, like, it's not as big a deal. if That makes sense. Mm. And most of the people I know are LGBT anyways. So it's not like coming out to each other is gonna be much of a big deal anyways. Cause like, we're all there. We're all in that same community.
0: It's not gonna be a massive shock when they come out as gay. Yeah. Exactly, um... <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, really? <laughs> no. It is weird with, with, um, with how friendly, you're saying about how friendly they are. I, I've, I've said this, if you go down to like properly south. So I'm from West Sussex originally and you don't say hello to someone on the street it's just not done there you'd, you'd be like why are you saying hello to me what who the hell are you and but then the further up north you get you get to like you know midlands and it's, you're right, duck yeah 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 you know yorkshire oh come and have a cup of tea you know it, and then i swear we get to scotland you just invite you around to shag your wife it's that kind of attitude it's, it just gets more friendly as you go further up um it is weird because I I think I partly ascribe some of that maybe to working reasons. Um and maybe that goes back to what I was saying about how things have changed since the older days where in in you know decades past when people didn't seem to really care that much or at least it was it was it wasn't talked about because everyone kind of knew it happened but nobody really gave a shit to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um was especially in Yorkshire You're a you are a community and a family. You were you know, your 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 houses were built so that you were that kind of community and family. And so Hmm. I I don't give a shit who you're shagging. Can you make sure that I don't die down the mines? It's that, you know, (laughs) I think it's that kind of way of thinking, isn't it? Of like one of them is more important than the other. Um and it's like I was saying with my with my um I actually don't know how to say this. That's a very good point because I've never talked about them in the secondary. My Okay, my sister's child. Um, do you what is the right term?
1: That is an interesting one because it's not really something that comes up very often. No, um, I've,
0: just, I've, I've literally never even thought about it before because I always just say, "Oh, you know them." I do.
1: Yeah, it's. I, I, I may it's have to that's... ask them.
0: I may have to ask them about about that. I actually. mean,
1: not everyone has an answer. Like sometimes no. people, sometimes people are just like, I mean. I, oh god yeah because obviously cousins related to you then there's and i mean generally family structures
0: are just weird oh mine is anyway my yeah I, ha- I have a lot of brothers and sisters anyway but anyway yeah, like um, my so... my,
1: gran- my grandma's cousin um we just refer to as my uncle because i mean it's easier
0: yeah it's simple. Maybe I was just calling my cousin. That'd be them. them. Ah, fuck it. I'm just confusing myself. This is also the problem I think is for a lot of people is that for some of us like myself who weren't brought up with it, we trip up sometimes unintentionally. I think it should be the place. And I agree. I absolutely agree with this because I I tell someone I know um, who I do streams with who is um, non-binary. And I accidentally and a few of us do accidentally st- still say he and the reason is because uh, it's it's eyesight they've got a big big ass beard and so we just automatically do it but then we've all all of us immediately correct it and say sorry um but he's ah fuck's but they always say um oh it, it's fine i'm like no it, it's not though it, it's not and the, the fact that i'm slipping up is i shouldn't be slipping up and i think that's something we that should be addressed as well is that um, and I think that's empowerment to people of the LGBT society that they should feel comfortable correcting, because I don't think they do all the time. Um, you know, if, if yeah, I, mis- I mean, someone, somebody should be able to say, actually, it's this. They shouldn't have to say it's okay for me to make the mistake, because it's not, that's, again, if, what I said earlier, if we got one of those, you know, meathead gammon people that, you know, from the super straights, and we called them misses, they'd go crazy. Um, so it should be, you know, it, there should be a response of people should feel, um, agency to be able to go, no, actually it's, it's they, um, yeah. Because... I mean, also
1: to be able to feel the, the people that you're like interacting with coming out to whatever, have enough respect to actually take you seriously.
0: Yeah. You know, what Like, I've, I think the reason I, I occasionally slip up and I, I don't do it that often, um, is because I don't tend to address people like that. As in, I don't address people he, him, they, them, she, she. I don't like, I don't. If I'm talking to someone, I just talk to them. I don't, I, you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've never had to say when I'm talking about someone, I very rarely talk in a gendered way. I just say their name. And I think that's, that's possibly what, what, what uh, trips me up sometimes. Um, but go, go back to the point that I made about fifty minutes ago and then forgot is, um, like i think with in terms of, of yorkshire and, and the north is, is similar to what i said about um uh, you know my sister child in that i don't care that they're non-binary but i'm more of a geeky thing of going babylon five like that 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 is more of a concern to me than them being non-binary i don't care about that like and it should be a case that we don't care um and because caring suggests that it's separate from the norm and i think that's that's the problem is that when we start to do that we separate someone from the norm now i don't like the idea of the norm anyway because it's bullshit mm-hmm. but when we separate it out then we make people uncomfortable because we kind of go oh you're not you're not the same so who the fucking who the fuck cares like yeah you know, i mean know, another thing that in
1: terms of obviously like people taking longer to get it right or not not obviously tripping up as much is the in general as a society it's very aggressively gendered mm. it's like look at these characteristics and boom you've got an entire marketing department just throwing stuff at them like you've got a bunch of like a bunch of like uh, males and you're like well let's let's give them like i'm a superhero or my dad's going to knock you out kind of thing yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous. It starts that young. Um and then there are these reinforced roles, which means the because of the way they're represented represented, um, like generally like LGBT rep has been either pretty awful or non existent. Mm. There is few in-betweens. Um like it's the kind of thing where the representation of people sometimes isn't just isn't there for anyone to have a reference to um like let me pick a slightly controversial one and obviously um Caitlyn Jenner um she hit someone with her car um she is a member of an awful celebrity family and generally like probably one of the worst like faces of trans women that you can get, but everyone expects her to be, like, everyone expects her to be, like, perfect. Like, the point is, you, like, it's not that people need to be perfect to be respected, like, you don't call a, you don't call a black person the n-word, and just because they're a criminal, you don't call them that either. Yeah. Like the fact that like, however they are, that's not related to whether you respect their basic identity or not. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. It's, it gets really difficult in, in terms of language, especially because you put up an American there between American <laughs> and English language, because, and I will use it absolutely in context so people understand me, we have um, something in this country that are called they are pork balls and they're still sold. They are. This is not a Second World War thing. They're still sold. Uh, basically, it's sausage meat um, that's in balls. They're a little bit like meatballs, but like an English version. And they're mm-hmm. called faggots. That is what they are called. That is their actual name. But of course, it can cause issues when you have an American crowd. Um, who don't, that that food doesn't exist in America. And so it's an uh, automatic assumption. And so we can, I think sometimes we end up tripping over ourselves to, uh, I think those that don't feel themselves as entrenched in LGBT or anything else can trip over themselves trying to attack something that actually isn't even attackable. Um, And I think that gets damaging as well because then we take away from the real arguments. Um,
2: yeah
1: I mean I think one I think probably what you're what you're trying to hit on there is that um, like there are lots of things that have come out like um, the whole Mr. Potato Head yes like all that all that actually happened there is that Hasbro has changed the branding to Potato Head or something like that because it's a marketing decision no one cares Mm. like no one cares if this like piece of plastic with a plastic mustache is called potato head or mr potato head
2: mm.
1: um or if you put eyelashes on it it suddenly misses potato Head. like there are a lot of things that are oh, not a lot but quite a few things that are put in to kind of get a knee-jerk reaction out of people they th- they say like oh they want to make santa claus gender neutral it's like no one does no like the point is they throw out like little red herrings here and there, yeah. say that it's coming from the community. And then like these people don't like want it or they want to change it. And suddenly you've got everyone who didn't care. Pre- pardon me. Didn't care previously trying to attack that.
0: Yeah. that, that it's is like, It's good that you were there that's... to to explain my point, because that basically <laughs> was it because um, it can be lost yeah exactly you end up you end up getting drawn into a drawn into an argument that wasn't meant to be an, there was no argument you know it's mm. Fox News it's Fox News that kind of uh, and the, uh, the reason I use that ex- um, expression I said is because that's one that Fox News had used to have a go and then tried to make the whole thing about it I'm like yes but that's not an argument anyone's making because I've never ever heard anyone in England be offended by it because it's not because it's it's a cultural thing it, it, it's what it's called. The same as um, Coon Cheese in Australia is named after a person. Their name was Coon. It is named after the, the inventor of it. It has nothing to do with anything else. Now, would it be better if both of those things were renamed Potentially because of um, global cultural culturalization and things like that. Potentially. But the argument gets taken away so that there's no real change. And you're, you're drawn into an argument that isn't really an argument when actually what you want done is actual social change not a fucking argument about what pork balls are called (laughs) yeah i mean like
1: a lot of cases it's like the these little things pop up and then everyone's like oh this this community has too many rights already they're trying to do this it's like they're not they don't have enough rights and then when a genuine thing comes up um in which Like take the example of the recent um, court ruling regarding um, puberty blockers in trans youth. Um, The argument was and is consistently misappropriated by saying, oh, they're trying to give children irreversible like hormones, like that's entirely untrue. One, they don't, they have a like psychological process a psychiatric process, which admittedly is still based on quite a patriarchal view of gender anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's not perfect, but point is there are processes there. When people reach the age of 16 or if they're under and they fall under um, the ability to judge consequence to be able to give informed consent, Yep. I can't remember what the rule's called, but I know it's one that relates yeah. to um oh, no. giving contraceptives.
0: Yeah. I know um, what you mean, I just can't think of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but the point is at 16 to 18, after that legally of the age to be able to consent to that, they are given reversible puberty blockers, which halts or slows down, stops the, um, like onset of puberty. Um, obviously if they have informed consent, then it can be done earlier, but it's not like if you come off puberty blockers, it will never start back up again. It will just go back to normal. Like the hormones will kick back in. It will do what it wants. But if obviously after that long process, which even if you're on the list, you're probably on there for about five years at least before you're old, before you're like 18 and you're old enough um, to go on like HRT, or hormone replacement therapy. At that point, you are a considered adult, you have been evaluated um, regardless of the standard of evaluation sometimes, um, and you are able to make your own decision, Um, but, Obviously, this recent ruling took one person who admittedly um, did regret the changes that they made, Um, but that's another thing. The regret rate for HRT is smaller than the regret rate for boob jobs. And that is something which you can literally walk into a clinic or something and be like, I want this surgery, give me bigger breasts. Yeah. and no one no one gives a shit like you can't even change your like if you're married you can't change your legal gender without your spouse agreeing to it so obviously if your spouse is someone that doesn't agree with it or someone who's um like it doesn't accept those changes then suddenly it's like well this person doesn't are like um what's the word (sighs) yeah then it's like you're um like if the person that you are married to has autonomy over your over your own like choice of identity Mm. it's
0: ridiculous yeah i mean we we have so many draconian rules and you going through that and i think this is probably a footnote for most people that, that the case i do remember because twitter is Actually, I know a lot of people have Twitter. I, I actually avoid the bullshit and I tend to get nice things from Twitter. So, um, and I'd come across the story of um, the, 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 um, the, the blockers and everything like that, but I didn't get that kind of information. However, at the same time, I probably got more information about the Mr. Potato Head thing. And so, as you say, it, it's that. And also, just anyone listening, um, it, as, they haven't actually changed Mr. Potato Head. If you look in the box, it's at the bottom. It still says Mr. Potato Head or Mrs. Potato Head. All they've done is change the overall branding to Potato Head. That's it. You fucking morons. Anyway, um, but yeah, we learn more about that, and that's why I was trying to say with the with the other thing as well is that we 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 get drawn into a smaller argument when actually there's there's societal changes there's there's medical there's so many more things that we could be doing and talking about and educating and i mean we don't educate really at all i mean i used to i used to as a secondary school teacher i taught sex ed because you do at some point you teach sex ed -hmm. i was never ever asked to address anything on um gender um in terms of you know that how you might identify or how you um, you feel you you're in the wrong gen you're in the wrong body or in terms of whether you might be gay nothing none of that was ever brought up and this was only a few years ago that I was teaching like it was what the fuck how is that not why because the thing is is if we don't address that then that's why things like having to come out having to do this that's where it becomes the norm because we haven't accepted it as something that should even be discussed and i remember in the the early 2000s there being a discussion about teaching um people in school through sex ed about gay people and about bisexuality and everything else and immediately oh well they're teaching our kids to be gay no no they're fucking not it's, mm. it's a thing it exists like there you go and i mean i think russell howard did something on it um Where he talked about it, and he said he said basically, if you said that to a five year old, they're gonna be like, "Mm, okay, great, I'm gonna be an aeroplane. Like, it's not like you're not you're not corrupting a child. They're just learning something, the same as they would have the response to anything they learned that day. You know how? Yeah, and also, I mean, if you um, if you like, obviously, people talk about
1: like literal babies or like toddlers, and they're like, oh, you're gonna be a heartbreaker when you grow up or the ladies are going to be all over you. Like, one, you're talking about a child in a potentially sexual nature, in which case, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, Two, it's like, oh, it's just playful because they're straight and they're a child. Yeah. As soon as you think, oh, child plays with another, like, plays with, like, another boy or something or another girl, it's like, oh, no, suddenly... Suddenly it's unacceptable or sexualizing your children like if you can't explain the you know like your uncle also loves your uncle like then you don't you don't accept it enough I think I'd say like
2: yeah
1: you can explain something to a child at every level, you can explain consent like we are like we talked about previously um like you can explain that if you don't want someone to hug you they don't have your consent they won't hug you Mm. like it's exactly the same as like trying to teach your kid that gay people exist like one person likes another person
0: great can i have a cookie now yeah exactly and also (laughs) The things, like we were saying earlier, the the, the trip-ups that, I, I mean, some people watching or listening may think that I did that on purpose. Genuinely didn't, I just tripped up. But the trip-ups that I make, and I am, I fucking hate saying the words ally or any of that kind of bullshit because just, it just takes away from an argument. I am, eh, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm, everyone's everyone. If, as long as you're not an asshole to me, we're good. Like, that's it. But the, that wouldn't happen and we would have far more fucking respectful i have genuinely heard chavvy kids have a go at someone like they were asshole kids chavvy kids having having a go at someone because they misgendered their friends like we would have those we would have levels of respect that don't seem to make sense to us because that's not the way we've brought up but it just means that everyone actually learns everyone can not make the same mistakes that generations past make like we mm-hmm. A lot of us make mistakes because we were born in a different generation and we're still trying to catch up. And by the time we catch up, I I, I, our 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 kind of our understanding is just fucked because we're old. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm older than I look, guys. Um, so you know that's the that's the problem. And also something there as well. I use I use a term that I know some people are fine with being um, gender neutral and some aren't. But I, I've I don't feel like uh, the word guys. Um, but of course there's also an issue with that so it's it's just education because if if I'd have been brought up with the education that um, we could give to children now it would have been so much better for me I think it'd be Mm. so much better for everyone because we can we we don't have to then fuck up on the way that we respect people because we can be taken really the wrong way because we have tripped over ourselves and that shouldn't be the way that we we do things we should be able to you know, we should be able to identify the assholes from the people that make genuine mistakes. I think basically, um, and I think you generally can. But if you get my point on that. I think as well is that you know that's that's the way it should be. I've never understood the the the, um, the arguments that we had. Just going back to something you said earlier, but like the, the blue and pink and like oh they like pink, they like blue, they like dolls and all this kind of stuff. It's like I hmm. so for anyone that's anyone on Spotify, this won't make any sense. But like I have a Spartan tattoo on my arm. And then over my heart, I have a Winnie the Pooh tattoo. <laughs> now, if we go by general gender norms or all that kind of bullshit about, you know, whether you should be, then, oh, no, you can't have that one and then have that one, or you can't have that. Mm. Fuck it. That's that sentimental. That's sentimental. They both have meaning to me. Um, mm. The same as, you know, someone likes someone. It shouldn't be that you go or you turn your nose up just because somebody has, for instance, again, Spotify, apologies. Winnie the Pooh bear in the background you know these things shouldn't be done like that but as we've said people do find people kind of want to find it weird or they want to go oh well we can't teach that for something it's like
1: yeah I mean I think one thing the one thing that really like annoys me sometimes um and I was having a conversation with a um like with someone um like close someone recently Um, about how en- English is the only, fr- only language that has the phrase too clever by half. Like, the fact that it only exists in a culture in which like, intelligence, being smart, being able to educate yourself can be considered too much, like, or too clever for your own good. Like, it automatically sets a precedent that for some reason being smart is only okay up to a point, or it's only okay if you can like apply it to a job or something. Like car mechanics, they're fucking smart. They know tons of shit about cars. They can take them apart, put pieces back and shit, but you wouldn't call them like too smart or a nerd or something. But also like generally, I think people eventually get to the point where, especially after they leave education, where they're like, all right, I've stopped learning. Like, that's it. If I have to learn something for my job, great. But people can still learn. Like, the growth mindset is still absolutely a thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pardon me. Um, and it's why I don't take the argument of, oh, old people will never learn very seriously. Because like, my grandma, she was in the Wrens, uh, which is the Royal uh, oh. Women's Royal Engineers, something, yeah. like that. something like
0: that. Yeah,
1: in the navy, yeah. Um, and obviously, she met gay sailors. Um, like at one time, she was saying how one of them introduced her to his boyfriend, um, and the boyfriend happened to be someone who worked on the same dock as my grandma. And this guy freaked out, like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Is she? T- is she like?" tell someone I'm like dishonourably discharged mm. and obviously it was like no it's it's Anne she's she's totally fine <laughs> so like she grew up um and obviously spent time in the Rens, um with like people of all sorts of like um sexualities and obviously it's just like she's an 80 or 80 plus year old woman she can still perfectly understand what sexuality is, what gender is oh, yeah. um, in a way that, like, does, like, countless people of her generation have just given up doing. Like, it's not that people can't learn. Like, the brain border, like, obviously not including stuff like Alzheimer's, dementia, like, that kind of thing. The brain keeps going. You keep learning stuff. Some stuff gets lost when you forget it. You can learn new stuff. As long as you still have the capacity to learn, you have the capacity to correct yourself, to understand a different viewpoint to yours. And at the very least, to just understand how to address someone. Like you ask what your, um, like you ask like how to address someone like sir or Mum or something, and they go doctor immediately switch to doctor like it doesn't matter that doctor is a gender neutral term it's the term you've chosen that you've given them they automatically do that Mm. like just because you're not a sir or a madam you're something else entirely uh whatever that word may be like it's the same principle
0: yeah and i mean so just to just to say when i was saying about um falling over my own words and things like that I didn't, um, if it got interpreted, I didn't mean to say that older people can't learn either. My my point is more, um, it's automatic without having to think, without having to have that apology. Um, I think that's that's the thing is that everyone can, absolutely everyone can learn, everyone should learn. I really hate the idea of, um, for instance, university only being for a job um i have the torment of tantalus i wish to know everything the fact that i can't does not want does not mean i want to stop um but i think we should be teaching people from a young age so that they so that it becomes the automatic because it's automatic now hmm. to say sir or madam or actually you will still weirdly enough you'll still find some people that do not like being called madam because they're from a different generation that sees it as a derogatory term i've had that hmm. when i worked at a call center got told off because i called someone madam i'm like, but what the. F- And genuinely my mind going, what do I, what do I call you? Because their generation had a different way of saying it to them. And that's, that's the thing is that each generation, um, at least for the past three generations has had almost a different way of addressing each other. Um, And I think we should always make sure that it's built into education so that we do it automatically so that we don't have to apologize. Because as I think I said it pretty much at the beginning is that as much as it's, Good to apologize. It's also better to not make the mistake. And mm. it should be, and, and I think that's the thing is that I I don't like it when I say it because I'm there going, fuck. And I, I like I I niggle at it. We talked about before. I have OCD, so it niggles at me if I do something like that. I hate making mistakes in general. Um, but if it was if it was from an education standpoint if when I was younger and it was that was the norm, I don't think I'd be making those mistakes purely because it would just be built into my language. I think that's the thing is that it's everyone can learn and everyone can do it so that it's automatic. But I just think it becomes a lot easier if it's built into your language from when you're very young. It's just part of it. Like in the same way that yeah. if you're Japanese, you're, you tend to be as a culture better at maths because in uh, mathematics in Japanese, the way that the Japanese language exists literally helps you add up the, the numbers. It's the way that the structure of Japanese exists. So that's why there mm-hmm. tends to be a better um, mathematics right over there it's the same kind of thing it's it's language helps you develop in the way that you're doing it basically also i mean i think something that makes a
1: big difference is like look at obviously people over in the continent over like in in europe like the proportion of europeans who speak more than one language dwarfs
0: us oh god yeah
1: by a gigantic factor and these people are able to understand and are cleverer than most people in their second or third language like i had um i had someone i knew a long time ago who um spoke five languages and it's like that's an achievement in itself the fact that they're doing a mass doing a masters at like 21 and going into an international field Mm. um it's like honestly they they take an averagely smart british person they just make them look pathetic sometimes
2: <laughs>
1: like i think the capacity to be able to learn that much means that learning how to treat people or how to interact with them or how to refer to them is is simple compared to learning an entirely different language
0: yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't, I don't disagree and i'm not trying to defend myself I merely mean it's just... No, my, no, I know. It's just how you, how you do it. I mean, I will... Um, I, I, like I say, I get irritated by it. What I, what I get very annoyed by is when people actively try and misgender people. Because hmm. um, that happens a lot. And there's no reason they can't learn because they're, they're the ones that will then go, oh, well, I just don't know anything. They're the kind of people I think we're kind of both talking about in that the kind of, well, I can't, I don't know any better. It's my generation. Fuck off. Like, you do know better for a start. Um and actually, unless the uh, you're literally gendering someone on what you think a beard or long hair means, it's generally the case. Because I mean, otherwise... I've got
1: long, I've got long hair, and I've been mistaken for a mistaken for a woman behind from behind. Mm. Um, it it doesn't help that if I'm wearing a coat, you can't exactly like see my structure and all that. Because um, unless I'm wearing something like this can't exactly see, I've got a bit of muscle on there. Um, But immediately, like, either when I turn around or people walk past, they're like, oh, they see a beard. It was like, that was wrong. Mm. It's like, sure, that may apply to me in that I have a beard and long hair and identify as male. Mm. Um, But it doesn't mean that the mistake wasn't rooted in a basic assumption about someone.
0: Yeah, like, so, there are people that I know that I have absolutely no idea what they were assigned at birth, and I have no reason to know and don't care. And I think that should be in my mind, that's something that I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm I'm happy to accept that I'm but in my mind that is something that we should kind of think like of like I don't I, I don't yeah I know, mean I don't care. The... Like
1: yeah, I mean it's the at the end of the day it's the present version of the person mm. and their upcoming future version that matters yeah. like you're not going to you're not going to look at someone who formerly had spots as a teenager who doesn't have spots now and be like oh you're a spotty git like yeah. just because they had it at one point doesn't mean that it's correct these days
0: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, people, people looking back, if anyone recognises me when I, you know, I have a chin now, but if you go back, you know, 20 years ago, oh, God, no, not 20 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, I had about five, you know, I didn't actually have a structure to my face. I was in the 20s of stone, but it doesn't mean that I'm the same person. I'm literally half of the person. So it's, you know, it is very weird to, to think of it like that. It is, you know, they are. They are who they are. That's it. It, it, Hmm. You don't need to know what's between their legs. Are you in a sexual relationship with them? No. Then shut the fuck up and go away. Like, (laughs) like, how many times, like, do you ask this? Like, when you're around friends normally, do you check every five minutes? Yeah, but are you definitely male? Oh, yeah, but are you definitely female? You don't need to check. You You don't ask your friends that generally. But if you don't, if you haven't... But if they are identified as they or them and you've always known them as they are them, for some reason suddenly you go, Yeah, but what were you? No, 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 They were always that. They were always that. It's just that the body didn't hmm. the body wasn't wasn't the same as their mind, effectively. But you know, it shouldn't fucking matter to you. Like it should not matter. Um, it's it's weird, it's a weird thing that we seem to have inbuilt into society with it. And it's it comes with that lack of education as well, in that we have this way of thinking that. And that's why I'm never I'm never entirely sure I'll be honest about how to address the term trans because and this is the thing is that um, because I'm not actively in in that kind of uh, community I don't un, I don't necessarily understand all the nuances of it and I've heard arguments that you should never address or talk about someone as trans because that can be seen as um, Oh, taking away from the fact that they've always been that certain gender, um, and I, I think you know that. So it's it's things like that that I you know I don't need to know, but I but then if you talk about it, it, can be difficult. I think sometimes. I mean, uh, uh, again, I'm in I'm in as much of a position yes,
2: as
1: you. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not a I'm not an authority or claiming to be.
0: You just know um, more than me.
1: <laughs> I mean, like obviously like a a simple way of simple way of referring to someone that is legitimizing to them is always the best way mm. like if they're a trans guy you just call them a guy because that's what they are
0: yeah
1: just the fact that i mean take the take the word cis and trans being on opposite sides of or on the same side of like it yes you just either you are or either you happen to be on the same side as your original assignment, in which case you're cis, but you don't go around calling everyone a cis, cis guy. guy. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can. Like, It's it's not an insult, and it's something that in certain contexts is entirely reasonable. That's from the but, Greek, isn't
0: it? It's from the, is yeah, the Greek? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Where a, And like, obviously, trans, if you are on the opposite side of, or differently, a to the way you were assigned originally then like that just happens to be the fact that at one point in time someone made a decision like you don't have to keep that decision
2: Mm.
1: like if someone someone like like when you're a child you have short hair because your parents cut your hair you don't have to keep your hair short if you want to great if not that's great as well Like it's a decision that was made by someone else when you weren't able to make that decision. If you later agree with that decision or disagree with it, that's entirely on That's entirely up to you as to whether you would agree or disagree with that.
0: Well, yeah. So changing your name, I think I've seen it from you and your partner, both on Facebook about changing your name. You're like, you can just change your name. there's a weird thing about like from some groups of going, Oh yeah, but you can't just change your name to whatever you want. Yeah, you can (laughs) like, Muhammad Ali, his birth name was Cassius Marcellus Clay. It was not Muhammad Ali, but who the fuck was going to tell him? And I think, like, it's, you know, it's that kind of thing of like, oh, no, 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 we're going to have a go at you unless you can beat the shit out of us, seemingly. That's the, that's mm. the way that people seem to have, have... It's like, of course you can change your name. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it comes back to that. Um, it comes back in the sense that um, conditional respect mm. is the... Obviously, Lady Gaga is not Lady Gaga's name, Mm. I don't actually know what Lady Gaga's name is, no. um, but the point is, it doesn't matter. No, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's how it's how she how she's referred to, how everyone like refers to her, and just because she can't beat you up doesn't mean that you don't just be like, yeah, this is how you this is how to refer to you. Like, plenty of actors have changed their names. Like, um, I think the guy from. Um, like uh, the old actor Rock Hudson, his name was not Rock Hudson. He just was given that name because it was a more like, here, let's let's kind of spruce you up and make you look like a relatable manly man.
0: Yeah, it was a tougher um, name, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he was he.
0: Incidentally, I think he was. Yeah, he was either gay or bi as well. He well, um, well I, he was. He is thought to have been gay or bisexual because of the time period he was in no one's ever really confirmed it but yes he he was thought to be gay yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: but point is his name was changed because it was convenient for him yeah that was a that was a case of obviously a forced thing but it's still the point that people then use that name
0: any actor any actor if their name is already taken under oh god what's it called oh the, the, there's a there's a union for actors and I can't think of what it is but if that if there's already somebody with their name they have to legally change their name for when they work they have to like David Tennant David Tennant isn't called David Tennant it's something like David MacLeish or Mc, it's something like that it's, it's 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 a proper Scottish sounding name but he changed it to Tennant wow his real name his real name is not David Tennant he had to change it so many people mm. have to do that. Like you look at so many people, so many actors of like, oh well, I've, I'm called this now. Like most of the people that we are, like oh they're famous. Bruce Willis is not called Bruce Willis. It's it's his last name is not Willis. Like it's 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 a really Really bland name. So many actors do it just so they sound cooler, you know. Um, well, it's like The Simpsons. Homer, Homer called himself Max Power at one point, you know. <laughs> People change their fucking names. Like, what does it matter? But I think that's not the point. That they, and this is the problem is that that's not the point they're trying to make now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> the the bigoted motherfuckers. What their point is is, oh well, you can't change your name from male to female or female to male, and that's the thing that pisses them off. Um, and it's ridiculous and it it is yeah um, i mean i think one thing that one thing that
1: like is always painfully obvious when people can't accept it or people take a long time to accept it like an unreasonably long time like you can get used to someone changing their name in like a few months and that's pushing it like if you're making the same mistake years
0: later you've never tried yeah like I can think of someone that we both know, and I literally cannot remember their dead name. I have no idea what it is anymore. I, I they only changed their name like a year and a half ago. I do not remember what their dead name was at all. Cannot think of it. But I mean, that yeah, should be I mean, the case. You know, that's. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's marginally irrelevant in terms of like who they are now. Um, exactly, exactly. But also, like,
2: true. yeah.
1: But also, like, it's part of it is the people who complain about these things are the people who above all don't like to be wrong about anything Mm. like the people you could literally argue into a corner waving research papers in their face and they're like oh yeah but 350 million to the
0: nhs (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah flat flat earthers and those that believe that um that bill gates is putting in microchips in as them motherfuckers yeah um mm. or the moon landing oh god! like don't honestly my mum like, doesn't believe in that oh god it would. my mum doesn't believe time, in evolution so
1: um at the time it would have taken more effort to fake the moon landing than to actually do it yeah and as it the also, joke goes as the joke goes, they got Stanley Kubrick to do it, <laughs> and because he's so fucking realistic, he had to go to the moon for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the idea that you could fake something, but you. But, but I love the detail that oh well, it's so good because they faked it using Stanley Kubrick, and they're going, Stanley Kubrick. Of all the people you would try and fake something <laughs> with, the guy who redid one scene 127 times because he wasn't happy. Yeah, sure, okay um <laughs> yeah it is that kind of it's the people that don't want to it's the people that believe they know things without wanting to learn them it's the mm. people that it, when they're in the Senate start their sentences with i'm not a um scientist but um it's you know it's it's those kind of people and that, that's the problem is you know if they, to be if those kind of people leave me the fuck alone I'm fine with it but it's it's mm. when you're actively trying to and I think that's the point in general isn't it if, whatever you do it's not my concern unless you make it my concern and I have not made I've not met any apart from some guy randomly grabbing my crotch once at a a wedding I have never had someone (laughs) actively throw their sexuality at me because why the fuck would you and it doesn't matter who you are um in fact if we're going on recent statistics, the most likely people to, to throw the sexuality around is cis fucking males. It's got nothing to do with anyone. <laughs> cis cis straight males, more specifically. So the idea that you know we we can't do this because of you know it's going to degrade um, society or this that and the other is just bollocks. It just it nothing backs it up. No research backs it up. Nothing at all backs it up. It, it's yeah, just- I mean. I think
1: one of the one of the biggest problems at the moment is the, uh, like it's it's almost taken to a kind of caricature in America is the, like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says, you look at the people in charge, the people in Senate, the people in Congress, it's like lawyer, lawyer, banker, landlord, um, where are the scientists? Like where are the biologists? Where are the healthcare workers? Like, you've got people, like, even over here, you've got people in positions where they have no expertise, they have no real reason to actually be there other than no one else wanted the fucking job. Or they wanted to put someone in there who they could control. Like, um, I can't remember his name now, but the one that they wanted to put as the head of a uh independent security committee um do you know what i mean
0: i'm trying you know to think who I mean? it is yeah but i can't think who it is yeah but the point yeah.
1: is they tried to put someone so spectacularly unqualified that one of the people they put to vote him in got it instead
0: because he was actually qualified well it's like um if you look at the 2008 downturn um of the three chancellors of the exchequer the one main chance of the exchequer and the two shadow chancellors Um, of those three one of them literally warned six months before it happened that it was going to happen unsurprisingly that one person that did that was the one of them that not only had a degree in economics but had worked as an economist (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and you're like ah so that's what happens so the person that actually has a background in that job can see things coming in that background, great. Maybe we should just do that in the future. Um, because I remember a debate when they kind of went, "Well, no, why did none of you see it coming? And one of them going, I, I, I did. Um, there's literal footage, <laughs> like I did see it coming. Um, that was, you know, that was just hilarious when that happened, because at the time when they said it was going to happen, they got um, shouted down by the other people in parliament saying, you know, nothing of economics to the one person of the three of them that had a background in economics. But it's, it's that, yeah, you know, you you're just given jobs for, for for random things there. And it's, you know, you yeah, and that's you why like that. we have what a, There's one trans person in the whole of the Senate in America. One, I think one person is trans, like the very first. I think it's the first trans person to ever be elected to the Senate. Or, or yes, the, or, I believe so. Yeah, and that's just happened. And then that fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene, who needs a slap, um, <sighs> literally put up a, um, what was it, um, male is male and female is female, or something like that, opposite another senator's um, uh, office because of the fact that there was an, a, a bill being put forward and that senator had a child who was transgender. Mm. and you're like are you fucking two-year-olds what are you doing Why? why why is this a thing why like marjorie taylor green literally i i um but yeah i mean that's a different discussion but she's a <laughs> fucking nutcase you know uh, she's a person that believes that the Jew- that the jewish community have a space laser i mean what the fuck um and i wish that was a joke anyone that's listening that has no idea who this woman is uh it's not um <laughs> You know, that these are the people who are then stopping people from from being known to exist like that. That's I think that's uh, uh, going on from your point about having scientists and having this. This is a person who has literally has the power to vote down policy to mean that legally someone doesn't exist. What the ever loving fuck? And I th- again, it comes all the way back, and it's, I think it does with most things that it, it, it hasn't discussed. We've heard about other things. It comes back to education because hmm. if we had better education, that shit wouldn't have happened. Basically, they wouldn't have voted her in. Um, you know, just the idea that we can have, you know, now this isn't to say, and anyone listening, this isn't to say that one political party is better than the other or whatever like that, cause it, because I'm sorry, political parties have nuance. If you vote down the if you vote down the policies of every political party, there would be some that you agree with from basically everyone. I'm talking about the main political parties, not the fringe nutcases like the National Front, of course, there. Um, But there will always be something you agree with because there is nuance in them. So you make you would still get votes for a political party if the education is better. But the difference is you wouldn't have those fringe nutcases there because the education would have changed them. So you would have far more, you'd have people who could do the job, not just randomly uneducated, let's get in and talk about space lasers and how trans people aren't real. Like that's that's what's happening there because we haven't got the education in the first place. And we, yeah. you know. I mean, it. honestly, it's like
1: sometimes you can't, the average person can't look at the highest levels of society and see anyone who looks like them. No. Like you take, um, take, um like trump signing a bill against um like abortion which Mm. fundamentally is a is a case of um people's autonomy who have children or can have children Mm. um and it's like there's not a single person who could have a child in that room in that picture and it's like if you can't look up uh, the highest level of society and see someone who represents you, even at a basic level, then what kind of trust have you got that things are going to get better for you without someone like that around?
0: And also even even having knowledge that you feel appropriate to you, because I think in that room as well, like one of them was an appropriate doctor. Like that was that, that, that was that was even more that was fundamentally worrying to me is that not only was it was that the case but also one person knew what they were talking about and they could have been the one person who didn't agree with everyone else <laughs> they could have been the one dissenting voice but because there was no education i mean trump literally made a speech where he said i love the uneducated yeah because they voted you in i mean and that education has got to be where it starts for everyone for it would it would mean that those of us who um do want to better ourselves would learn more and would have had it as part of our general lexicon and would have had it as part of our understanding just being brought up it would mean that those coming up now would have a better education it would mean that in the future this becomes more and more just is just what it is because that's the that's the worst thing i think when when I find myself talking about this because I always feel in the back foot when I do this because I I know ne- because I I get worried about how I talk about it because I'm not of one I'm not of a, of a newer generation I'm I've got to accept the fact that I'm an older generation <laughs> worryingly as that is um but also I'm not entrenched in that way of of, of being I'm quite a hermit like it most of the time so I don't engage in that I because everyone is just who they are to me I don't think about it in any other terms but I realise there's education to be had there and it should just be a case of this is what this is it shouldn't be a we've got to slot this in to fit with the rest of society no no this is just what this is you know it shouldn't be a case of you know, you know we have this well, that's I mean we have this part of the community well no they are just part they are just they're just us That is, it's it baffles me it really does baffle me and I, I've, I never quite know how to think about it because it's just, I don't understand why other people don't think the same way. I don't get it. I genuinely don't. Um, but then I haven't been through those same struggles. And that that's the problem as well, is I haven't fought against the same struggles that a lot of other people have. And so other people can, have, those that have struggled will be able to identify the problems and know where they're coming from as well. And it's, so it's, it's just a weird one. I mean, it's not something we're gonna, ever going to fucking solve on a podcast, let's be honest. But I think it's just something... It could be interesting hopefully for people that have listened that are listened listening in to kind of go okay i hadn't thought about that way or mm-hmm. oh like I, I made that stupid mistake as well because i think that's something as well that we we need to we need to admit at least those that um are you know uh, cis male that, that are part that are not part of the, the the community we're talking about is we need to recognize that we can be wrong that we aren't going to get it right, that we probably said something wrong. Yeah, I guarantee when I was a teenager, I said offensive shit because I was a teenager, um, you know, as, as a lot of people do. Um, because I was, again, I was a teenager in the nineties where programs like Goodness Gracious Me existed, um, where Gimme Gimme uh, Gimme Gimme existed you know these were programs in my so i'm sure i said stuff that was just wrong now but the the thing that i think we need to recognize is that we can admit that we're wrong um it started to happen with i mean disney have started to put stuff into their programming to kind of go look this is please be aware this was you know this is this um doctors uh doctors i've never remember how to say the name it's zois technically the real name um dr zeus but it's dr zeus i think in the the right language oh yeah yeah they've just um they've taken away six um books again that's the same outrage from the people about the mr potato head oh well they're taking away these six yeah but the books you're talking about aren't those
1: it was dr Dr. (laughs) zeus's estate that took it away in the first place Um,
2: (laughs) yeah and and, also,
1: that, and they weren't even popular stories no, they
0: were just the six random stories of the hundreds yeah. he wrote when people but randomly think... say about them it's hilarious hmm. they're like oh well they're doing this and i'm like you're talking about um green eggs and ham that isn't one of the ones that has been pulled away like yeah like
1: i think one thing the one thing that obviously is uh, the biggest transformative factor for people sometimes is just experience hmm. first hand, second hand experience. Like, until you've been in a room with, or you've been like in the same area as someone who's been, who's had their rights, their like selves questioned fundamentally, or even outright rejected like it's not something that you can understand. And even if you've watched that happen, it's not something you can understand, like how they react to it and how it, how they internalize it, how they feel about it. Mm. But obviously I think it's just the fact that you shouldn't have to have that experience to make the right choice to respect
0: someone. No, I think that that's the difference is, We that's why I think we should um, we should be we should recognize that we can be wrong because we're going to say like it's not difficult to respect someone um, at all. It's just not like no one. If someone if you're talking to someone and they have done nothing to be offensive to you, they have done nothing to be disrespectful to you. And your concern is who they went to bed with or what gender they were assigned at birth. You're the asshole. Like it's <laughs> not them, and, and that's I think something that people need to need to recognise is that actually you know you're the you're the one at fault there. Um, but we we've kind of come into a society that says the other way around. Now it's okay not to understand, and this is literally as I said I probably have spoken more than I I thought I would here. But um, this is why I said at the beginning that I, I it's good to have you here because I don't get this and I do fuck up because. I constantly am trying to learn, then realise that I've got it wrong. And so there was no point in me going and doing this discussion with someone that was like me, because I wouldn't fucking got anywhere. Whereas someone who has been through some form of struggle that I have not, who has identified in a way that I have not, who is partnered in a way that I am not, is all of these things mean that you have an experience I cannot have, I won't have. So it, it means that anybody listening to this, hopefully, if you are as ignorant, and again doesn't mean a bad thing. If you are as ignorant or have been as ignorant as me, hopefully the fact that Andy's here to talk about stuff can help you to kind of, you know, in, in those ways of going, actually, oh fuck, I got, to, you know, that was a dick move, you know, whatever it is, um, it's not difficult. And I, like I say, I, I really hope anybody that's listening that, um, has, uh, pronouns that you that are. that you're misgendered often, speaking for myself, correct me. If I accidentally misgender, you correct me. Absolutely correct someone that's doing it on purpose because fuck them, but correct people that aren't doing it on purpose because otherwise one, they won't know. And also the the onus has gone back on you and it shouldn't be yours. The onus of misgendering someone should not be the person being misgendered. It should be that of the person that has done the misgendering. If I misgender you, if somebody else misgenders you, correct them. If they're a good person, they won't be upset. They'll just they'll probably just say, I'm so sorry. You know, that's going to be the response. Don't don't ever feel you have to say it doesn't matter because it does. As we said, you've been through a fight that I have not been through. You have been through a fight that those misgendering you have not been through. And you shouldn't have to keep fighting. So just correct us, please. And I know that that's difficult. And I understand there's probably people going, it's easy for you to say. And yes, it is. And I apologise for that. But I think that we should be in a position where that happens. Um, And please, people that are doing it, please make sure if you feel that you have misgendered someone to immediately correct it and apologise to them because you are in the wrong. Um, Wabba, if you're listening... And it, that's their, that's their twitch name, um I apologize again, Wabba, and you already know that you correct me um, i We have been very much around the houses here, but I think that was always going to happen because it's it's basically um you can't really you, we can't really express the the depths of societal interaction into the world of LGBT and stay on one path because it just doesn't happen, <laughs> especially again to someone who hasn't really been part of that journey um because that's like trying to teach most of the past 100 years of of um of rights and history to someone that has no idea um it has to be part of our our, um our history more it should be part of our education generally more um and yeah if all of us can do better even those that are part of lgbt you can do better to the rest of them um that are in lgbt as well and you know you can There's various parts that dislike other various parts, the same as there is in the rest of society. Um, I generally go by the idea that everyone's an arsehole, it's just whether I'm your kind of arsehole or not. So let's not just just let people off because we think one thing of them. Um, Let's make sure that we all show each other some respect to make sure that that continues and is part of our general society. Um, Was there anything else that you wanted to add, Andy, that made more sense to people? (laughs) I mean, honestly, we went... We've, we've, I think we've,
1: like, there's probably stuff we haven't touched on. There's stuff that we haven't got into. But I guess in the end, like, obviously, both you and I were in pretty privileged positions. Yeah. I mean, we're in privileged positions in that you're recording a podcast, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And I have, through my life experience, been trained enough to be eloquent. To hopefully, try and get across some of the um, like some of the ideas that can be expressed in language, because language can't express everything. experience is always better than someone yes. talking about it, but I think it's just important for those people who don't have that kind of privilege to be listened to as well mm.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's we, we basically use your voice for others if you can. Um, you very rarely um, hear whenever you hear people complaining that they're not getting the right job or they're not getting this. The problem isn't that they're no longer getting it; it's the problem is they're no longer getting it for free. Hmm. Um, we hear this a lot when it's just like, "Oh, women are taking our jobs, foreigners are taking our jobs, this person take this patient." No, 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 no. What's happening is they're starting to become equality. And now you've realized that you actually have to have some talent and some ability rather than just being what you were before. And that's the yeah. problem we're coming across.
1: I mean, I think I, I think I um, best put it in a um, sociology class a good few years ago. And it's honestly one of the first classes where I thought, actually I want to go into sociology. Mm. Um, um, Someone, and I'm sure a couple of people listening will know exactly who this is. People who don't, uh, well, good for you. Um, We're obviously like, if we give people more opportunities, then aren't we going to disadvantage ourselves? Um, My response was the men of quality don't fear equality, because if you can't stand up there next to them on a level playing field, you never deserve to be there in the first place.
0: Yeah, 100%. There was there was a, a comment made by a comedian, I think it's Trevor, Trevor Noah, when um, the mm. big thing about um, more immigration into America. And they said they're taking our jobs. And his response was, if someone is taking your job after being in the country for three days, can speak the language and can do the job cheaper and better than you, you never deserve the job. <laughs> um, and it's that, you know, it's, it's the same kind of thing. You know, if they deserve the job, they get the job. If you deserve it, you get the job. It's the same as anything. The problem is not them. The problem is you. Um, it's it's that simple. Cis men have got respect. Cis men get respect without earning it. Everyone else earns something and never get it. And that's the problem. So um, thank you very much for joining me, uh, Andrew. Thank you for everyone for listening. I'm sure, as I say, we've gone around the houses in about 50 different directions. Um, if you've stayed with us this long, Thank you very much. Also, for those of you that may be suffering that don't know where to turn, you don't, you don't know yourselves, you're unsure about your own sexuality or um, anything else about that, if you check in the description below, uh, you'll have my website, which is of the challenge.org, um, forward slash resources. And there's a resources page there. So anybody in the UK, that is a full page of the resources that I have specifically made. So they may not have the websites you might be used to, Um, The reason is, is that these are the websites I trust to be deaf there and actually useful for you. There is a section um, specifically for um, PTSD or for um, sexuality and gender. That is a section in there as well. If you need to talk to someone, there are also emergency numbers on there, such as the Samaritans, um, uh, 116123. If you need to speak to somebody more desperately because it has got to that point for you. But please do use that resource if you need to. If you're calling from outside the UK, at the very top of that same page, there is a um, underlined section that says worldwide. If you click on there, it'll take you to another website that will give you the breakdown, whatever country you're in, just specify the country and then the breakdown will be there. You'll be able to find it for um, those sections that are there. So please do use that. It will be in the description below if you need it at all. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and we hope that you'll join us next time. Thanks everyone.